The only survivor of a shipwreck was washed up on a small, uninhabited island. He prayed feverishly for God to rescue him. Every day he scanned the horizon for help, but none seemed to be coming. Exhausted, he eventually managed to build a little hut out of driftwood. One day, after scavenging for food, he arrived home to find his little hut in flames, with smoke rolling up to the sky. He felt the worst had happened, and everything was lost. He was stunned with disbelief, grief, and anger. He cried out, God, how could you do this to me? Early the next day, he was awakened by the sound of a ship approaching the island. How did you know that I was here? he asked of the rescuers. We saw your smoke signal, they replied. Do not be afraid. How good it is for someone who is worried to hear these words from Jesus. In the Bible, the words, do not be afraid, are used about 365 times. Interesting, one for each day of the year. Jesus knew we needed to hear these words, do not be afraid. Jesus, who is human as well as divine, knew that some of us need to be reminded again and again to not worry. So many times in today's gospel we hear Jesus saying, do not be afraid. The reason why Jesus tells us these words is that the Heavenly Father has great concern for all of us. He knows us well, our person, our well-being, and all of our needs. Hence, the central theme of today's reading is that we should expel all fear and all anxiety from our minds by cherishing an unshakable confidence in the never-failing providence of God. As we delve into today's Gospel of Matthew, we are advised not to be afraid of human persons. Jesus repeatedly asked the twelve disciples not to be afraid. As disciples, we stand with Jesus in trusting ourselves to him. Jesus reassures us of our value in God's eyes and promises us that he will protect us as he does with the birds of the air and the entire creation. Jesus asked his followers to preach boldly, fearing no shame from their peers in this world. The flat housetops provided easier places of preaching than the streets themselves. He tells them that they should be shouting from the housetops that underlines the boldness of which disciples must make God's message known. Ultimately, they must fear God alone because God is judge in the end. We should not fear even persecutors who threaten us with death. Mortals can destroy our only body, but well, God can resurrect the body at any time. Jesus plants into our hearts of his disciples the great power and might of God who is their creator. He assures them that they can trust God's sovereignty as their protection in the face of any disaster and even death. 
He gives the example of the sparrows sold in the market, and a buyer certainly could have good bargain while purchasing them. Sparrows were the cheapest commodity sold in the markets. An Assyrian was a small coin, one-sixteenth of a denarius, equivalent to less than an hour's wage. Yet as worthless as sparrows were to people, and having such a meager monetary value, even then God watched over them. We may therefore be strongly assured that nothing happens to us without God's knowledge. Jesus delicately tells his disciples not to be worried of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Jesus reminds us that we have a responsibility to stand up and to be counted. And thank God many are still doing so. The greatest danger is not the loss of our lives, although some will be prepared to take our lives and make any compromise to survive physically. The greatest fear is not that we may be killed, but that we may be seduced into betraying those values on which our integrity as human person depends. The history of the church is filled with examples where people have stood for Jesus and sacrificed their lives. A prominent example was when Archbishop Oscar Romero was gunned down in the middle of celebrating Mass by the military rulers of El Salvador, to be followed some years later by the brutal and sadistic murder of six Jesuit priests dragged from their beds in the middle of the night. All these men did was to draw attention to the many injustices being perpetrated against the poor and the powerless in their society. There are, of course, many others who have died silently and are known only to Jesus alone. Jesus provides the remedy to overcome worry and distress. Having faith in his heavenly Father and sharing the cause of worry in prayer with the Father, we see this in the transformation of Jesus during his prayer. He began praying, My soul is sorrowful even to death. But when he concluded, he prayed, Your will be done. That is what happens to us when we have faith in God and bring our anxieties to God in prayer. We should be transformed during prayer and receive strength from God to face what lies ahead. So when there are problems, have faith and pray. It is no surprise that we hear Jesus rebuking the disciples when they are afraid during the storm because of their faith is weak. Faith is a human response to the revealed word of God. God reveals himself continuously and he invites us to respond to him in faith. All of us, from time to time, and possibly often too frequently, we go through issues in our life that create great anxiety and concern, even to the point of giving us stomach problems and other kinds of health problems. And I can address that. It's, I've done it many times. And it's not easy to turn yourself back to Christ and saying, forgive me, Lord, for my lack of faith and my lack of trust, but I do trust you and I want to be with you.
Years ago, I lost a job, and fortunately, the hospital I was with paid for my attending an outplacement agency, which I would go to daily as kind of a job requirement to find a new job. And there were a lot of people there, and I remember this one young lady who always seemed to be very calm. Most of us were very upset. Here we are, unemployed, all different kinds of jobs. One of the, my friends who I used to go to lunch with daily, because we didn't have a lot of money, we would have tomato soup and crackers at a local restaurant. That was our lunch. Probably lost a lot of weight then. <laughs> but he was a chief accountant at a major business. And here I was, the vice president of human resources, and both of us now without a job. And we learned very quickly how quickly the crown that you wear it disappears, it's gone. And you're humbled. But that doesn't prevent the anxiety that goes through your head that you have a family to feed and to support, a mortgage to pay, and so forth. But this young lady that was there, she never seemed to be upset, and she was always calm. So one day, I took her aside and I said, what is your secret? I said, I come here and I, I get nervous, but I, I get involved in my work of finding a new job, but periodically the good old devil presents to me and says, see, where is your God? You know, you're not going to find another job. Well, she told me, she said, I read daily the word among us. Now, the word among us, which is this book now, uh, before that it was God's Word, I guess, is what it was called. Same book, daily readings, the gospel, the, each of the spiritual readings for the day, and plus the meditation. And I said, well, what, what do you get out of reading that? And she says, I have to read that because it keeps me closer to God. When I read this and read Scripture, God is telling me constantly to trust in Him, that you will find another job. And I thought about that, and I said, wow, that is really cool. So I started reading it, and I started putting more faith in Christ based upon what was going on in my life and really grabbing hold of Christ's hand and saying, I trust that you will be with me and that you will find me another job. The fear and the anxiety gradually left me, and I began to trust in Christ more frequently. But through prayer and through reading of Scripture every day, which I still read every day, and it's been over 40 years, I guess, um, I've become to trust in Christ completely in everything that I do. Trust my entire day to Him. Because I know that even though bad things are going to happen and there's still things that I don't like, I don't have to get anxious. I don't have to worry about it because I know God is there. He says to us, do not worry.